Hi, loves. Welcome back to Strip Down. So excited for today's to have an incredible mama and a woman, and she has so many titles that I want to rack off here. We are um, connected actually from one of my mom tribes, the Hey Mama community, which I just love how it connects women and empowers moms to be able to, you know, work and live their best life while still being a mom and all the creative tools that comes along with it, which is why I wanted to have the amazing Tanya Sounders on today. She is a master's in a nurse anesthesiology. She's an embodiment coach, certified pause breathwork facilitator. And what she's all about is she helps women with energy and self-care rituals to reconnect with their bodies by aligning with the moon cycle to discover their own dharma. Tanya lives in Arlington, Virginia with her husband, three kids, and two dogs. She blends her knowledge in physiology, wellness, positive psychology, and her love of spirituality and astrology to craft every single session. It's her mission to guide women to nourish their bodies, to attract what they want in life, and to transform into the highest version of herself within a 28-day energy self-care ritual. A life with passion and purpose does not have to come with hustle, but from a place of intuition, intention, love, trust, and joy. Welcome, Tanya. I, by the way, I just love that, that you say does not have to come from hustle. It can come from love, trust, and joy, and like your true intuition, because I think that as mothers and myself as a new mother, I have really tapped into that intuition and have started to find that flow and realize it doesn't have to just be the hustle. So welcome to my show. Oh, thank you so much, Ellie, for having me on. I'm so honored to to be here. I'm so excited. And in my body, as you were reading that, it gets me just really lit up to share all this. And so thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Yes, you're welcome. I, I, I think it's really aligned for us to connect. I've been, I know we've been trying for a hot <laughs> uh, minute, real mom life. And I, you know, especially that the, you know, the new moon kind of just happened. Like, I just want to dive right in. I know I sadly missed uh, your recent ritual that you invited me to. I will make one at some point one of these days. I'm dying to get to be a part of one, but I'm hoping that to end today's show, you can kind of take us through a little bit of what that looked like and what we can also, of course, um, expect with the new moon. But before we get into that, I want to kind of hear how you got into this and you know, what made you be so passionate about this? And, you know, um, because obviously this isn't like something that you would think, oh, hey, let me go to school for this. This is a lot more um, in depth and all different complexities, obviously, of intuition, as you said, and also the embodiment and all of that. So I want to know, like, how you got started and how you found this passion. Oh, thank you for asking that. Yeah, you know, like, I'm, I'm probably like every single mama that is on the show, they they do things by listening to their body. And sometimes they do things by what they think is right and by what their mind, you know, their structured mind is telling them to do. I was just kind of following after having my third kid and, and talking to some moms about like, what's next in life? Like, you know, we've checked off the boxes. We have like good careers. We have, you know, children that are in school. Like, it, it, is that it? And I started like listening to podcasts and I was after, so I'm a nurse anesthetist and I started a multi-network business. It was like, you know, this, this, uh, you know, dip your toes into a business. And then that's when personal development kind of like started, it launched me into this world of personal development. And then I found podcasts and through podcasts, I, I was just following like, what lit me up? Like what, what was the next step? And then I, I was like, well, having this conversation with a couple other moms and this other mom is like, I think I want to go back into, you know, the career world. And maybe I want to launch a business where I help ma mamas relaunch into the workforce. And I was like, why don't we just have like this conversation like podcasting? Because, you know, podcasting seems to be a thing that a lot of women do, a lot of moms do. Like, let's let, let's do it. And um, so that's kind of how it started it. And then so I was just thinking I loved podcasting. It scared the bejesus out of me, you know, <laughs> like, um, but it was just something that I, I felt strongly about doing. I don't know why, you know, Ali, I, I don't know why. I just felt strongly of pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. And then as I started talking to more people on my own podcast, um, it's called the Dream Board Social Club Podcast. I was I was talking to like people who were just like, like following their intuition and, 
and what led them to that. And I was thinking that, oh, you know what, I want to, I want to be like Goop, like one of the Peltro, and like launch this um, lifestyle uh, brand and have, and host like a workshop, right? Bring all these like amazing women into this workshop. And then I was thinking, you know what, I don't want to just be like the space to do it. I kind of want to provide a service too. So then I thought about a life coaching and I followed, I don't know, do you follow Brooke Castillo at all in the life coach school? Yes, totally. I've checked it out. Yeah, I love her. You know, she's got the um, the CFTAR model, the positive psychology. Your circumstances create your thoughts. Your thoughts create your feelings. Your feelings create your actions. Your actions cause your results, you know? And so I thought about doing the life coaching certification, but for some reason, I just couldn't figure out, like, how to change your thoughts to cause, to cause your feelings, to cause your actions, which always caused your results. Because to me, it was just like, I could tell myself in my mind what I needed to think, but I didn't feel it in my body. So somehow I ran into Sam Skelly. She has a life coaching um, certification as well, but it's called Hungry for Happiness. And that really struck a chord with me because I've had an emotional eating disorder in the past. And it, it just like that so resonated with me in my body that I uh, wanted to navigate that route. And still like that was like, mm, I don't know if I want that certification. And then, you know, how we get like our, once we follow somebody, like our inboxes are just like flooded with emails. <laughs> you know, <and> like, <laughs> you don't always open it. Right. But then like, Somehow, like I opened up one email and it was Sam saying that she was launching this beta program for pause breath work. And I uh, signed up for a call, you know, and I met with Cheryl. She was the admin for, um, for recruiting. And it was like immediately, it was like this, I got to freaking do this. I've got to do this. And so I called my husband. It was like one of those little phone calls where it's like, I need you to listen to me. I know this makes no sense at all, but I need a couple thousand dollars. And I need to live, leave the kids for about a week. <laughs> and, and he was like, okay, okay. And it, it really, honest to God, made no sense at all. It was in August, I made the decision. And in September, I had a flight to San Diego. I hooked up with girls. I... I think I knew two of the girls like, who I was staying with, what they looked like, met them in San Diego. It could have been following a Craigslist killer. And <laughs> my, my, my husband, like, you know, cause I, I live here like in DC. So I'm like literally going to get after work to San Diego and literally get there at 8 PM at night. It's like dark in an Uber. And like the, the directions from one of the girls that I'm staying with is Here's the code, the key code to get into the garage, and then the, and then the other code to get into from the garage up in, into the house. Go up the stairs to the right, and then you'll take a left into the bedroom where you'll be sleeping with one girl. And oh my gosh, that was kind of a movie. <laughs> it was. It totally was. But I was like following my intuition because it just it was crazy, but it was just it just felt right. And it was, Allie, it was, it was amazing. And I don't know if you know Sam Skelly, but so that night, yes, I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep with that girl, Janelle, one of my other friends who came in like an hour after me, cause she was in Pittsburgh. She slept with that girl. I slept on a futon, but then next morning it was like five girls. We didn't even know each other. We completely connected. We went to the conference that next morning and it was like freaking home. Like I'm, 47 years old and that was the most magical moment in my life next to like my my the birth of my kids the marriage to my husband i mean it was so amazing to be there with 50 some women who just trusted sam skelly to launch this breathwork program and never turned back now i'm part of the company and it is like it's just magic it's just magic because now we get to share what so women need what everybody needs but my niche is women and that is just to come home to their bodies to feel what they're feeling to be able to feel their feelings and express it in a way that feels so good to them so they don't trap these emotions and then they just live they live from their bodies from their hearts and um and they they just get to speak their truth be their truth 
and not live in hustle and in resistance and more in flow and in just this high vibe because you know you are you are authentic to yourself. I love that. And I think that that's so cool that you like, you know, described that obviously it was so terrifying but <laughs> to go there and everything. But like, I love that you were like, I followed my intuition. I went with what I really, you know, felt right. And obviously, like you said, you felt at home and you immediately felt this connection. And it sounds like this like massive high from connecting with these women and finding like, this is my truth. This is really what I want to be doing. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, like I literally have goosebumps in my body. Like I just, I'm so vibing high for, for listening. And it doesn't mean that everything you do is always like the so-called, you know, air quotes, like, right. But it always leads you to the next step, Allie. It always does. If you listen, if you truly, truly listen to what that spark is, it leads to the next step. Yeah. And I think that's a really um, good point because I think a lot of moms, especially new moms uh, that, you know, listen, of course, this podcast and other podcasts, they feel lost at times when it comes to their intuition. They're clouded because they are so busy with their children and, you know, trying to work on their careers and figure out what they're doing or maybe transition or whatever it is that they're doing. And I think that's something that most moms can agree that, as they've, you know, come into themselves again, and as they've really found that intuition within themselves, they've started to discover, like, what is it that I want to be saying? Or what is it that I want to be working on? Or what services do I want to provide? And I agree with you. I think that it is, you know, kind of like one thing leads to the next, if you're allowing yourself to feel that spark, and allowing yourself to truly feel that intuition. Because I think, of course, we all have so many ideas. We all have so many things that come to mind. But it's really when you really, truly feel it. Like this podcast. Like, you know, this was born out of, as you know, out of my postpartum depression with my first daughter, Amelia. And never in a million years, if you had told me, you know, so many women would be, you know, listening and moms and this and that and be sharing, getting to share so many other mom stories and connecting with incredible women all over the world. I would have never believed you. For me, it was just a safe space to vent and be able to just kind of say what I needed to say that I felt so shameful in saying anywhere else. And it, it's amazing how this has taken me through such a journey. And now that I am sharing so much on my own social and helping others with sharing their feelings and being able to be raw about how they feel and, you know, what motherhood can do to, you know, to some and how they can feel essentially reborn and how they can feel, you know, shook and shifted and all these things. But it really does go back to your intuition. So I want to know for you, obviously, with coaching and everything that you do and with these, you know, circles, like, how do you get women to truly tap into their intuition and to know that they are doing so? Yeah, thanks for asking that question. You know, and I was going to say, you know, kudos to you for starting that because by you being raw and vulnerable, that that led to your helping another person, but that has helped your healing as well by being able to express exactly what you're saying, which leads me to how I help women connect to their intuition. And that is because if we stay in these in if we bury these emotions of like shame, of of a pain, right? Because a lot of us don't like to feel pain. A lot of us don't like to feel emotions. So what we do is that we avoid, we resist, we numb. We look to external things to, to make us happy. But that is our body messaging us, right? That is our body messaging us that these emotions are sensations in, in our body telling us something. We don't often like it, but if we actually experience it, or I think the the science is out there. It's like 90 seconds it takes to actually feel it. We we begin to not make a story about it. We begin to understand like the root, the root from it. If we don't allow ourselves to do that, we could we we go on this continuum of resisting what we feel, which just becomes harder. And then what that does it, it is a blocked emotion. It's blocked energy. Emotions are energies and motions, and that all it all it is. And for what any human needs to know is that we are energy vibrating in a human body. We are we are matter, and we are we are um, energy. So when we are resisting our emotions and vibrating at these 
at these energies of, you know, anger, fear, shame, judgment, they keep us feeling really dense and really heavy. And it blocks us from our, from our heart's truth, from our wisdom, from feeling into our body. I know it sounds really esoteric, but once, once you, you do breath work, once you do meditation. So the idea of meditation, I'm just going to back up for a second. The idea of meditation is to become the observer of your thoughts, of what you are feeling. The issue is for many of us, including myself, is that I have an overactive mind. So if I'm going to, if I, which was the, the, kind of the issue for me with um, the the self-coaching model with Brooke Castillo. I love positive psychology. I just needed to get to that place where I became the observer of my thoughts, of my feelings without judging them. And I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that but I, because I couldn't drop into my body. I was just always, always in my mind. When I use breath work, when I take myself from like these high frequency waves and drop down to these lower brain waves, lower where I can actually connect to my body, connect to um, connect to like the universe. I am I am able to start really feeling what I am feeling, observing. How does Ellie? What are you feeling in your body right now? Are you feeling um, perhaps? Uh, really contracted and um, and heavy because of your day. It's like 5 p.m. Now you got to make dinner. You just like nursed, you know, like um, your baby yeah, wake up and your husband's going home. Heavy. You have all these things to do. Yeah, definitely. I, I have to. I have to laugh though when you said make dinner. I, I have a very amazing husband who usually makes dinner uh, every night. Um, my idea of making dinner is throwing something in the microwave. Um, I am not the cook in this house to keep keeping it real. Um, but no, um, I, I definitely um, feel heavy. You know, Arlie is currently laying on me nursing, you know, right now she's been nursing on demand all day today. Um, you know, Amelia, my toddler, um, obviously has a ton of energy and I've had to kind of just lay with her in bed today and distract her with little games and things. And I've honestly had a very heavy, lazy day um, in body and in mind. And it's definitely been hard because you sit there, of course, and have the, you know, mom guilt and the mom shame and the, okay, I'm not doing anything today and I'm exhausted and everything feels heavy and all of that. So yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely feeling all of that and more. And, and I love it that, so then that you were able to say that and then you, you acknowledge it, right? And then you be with that. And you'd be with those feelings thinking, you know what, you know, you, you understand why you're feeling that way. Like you, you, you have two humans that are, com- that are dependent on you and you're nursing and your body's really, really working hard right now. I mean, at, at this stage, you really shouldn't even be podcasting, right? <laughs> but yeah, because I think like, I've also been following like our menstrual cycles and how it coincides with like the moon cycles and that like, uh, how old is your baby, Allie? Uh, Arlie is should be almost three months at the end of this month. Yeah, guess what, Al? You shouldn't be doing anything for the next three months. <laughs> yeah, I know. But you know what? Going back to what lights you up and everything, yeah, like totally. my, my podcast is yeah. my happy place, and being able to connect with so many other, you know, amazing moms and women's and experts and all these different people yeah. on my show. It's just, it's literally like one of my favorite things to do. So I don't feel like. I know it's work and I know it's always part of my business now, but for me, it doesn't feel that way. And for me, I feel like blessed and honored that I get to connect with all these different people and get that me time, even if I am currently nursing. No. And I love that. Cause I was like that too. And, and what I would say to any mother who's, who's doing that, but also wants to follow their intuition is then they, they have to just take an extra notch into their self-care, you know, like take something else off like the list that doesn't, which you already are, which your husband's making dinner. So I think that's completely <laughs> awesome. So it does, you know, it does, it, it, balances, it balances off and it, it comes to, again to like having that awareness. But with with connecting to your intuition is at, at this, at the very core of just being aware of how you are feeling in your body and not, and not ignoring it, acknowledging it, um, not identifying with it, and then just kind of seeing like what's your experience with it, you know, like what, um, like what it is. So like I, when I went to do pause breath work, I went there to help um, curb anxiety. I went there, it was just like, I'm going to get a tool for a quick emotional tool. So I don't react all the time with my children 
um, because I give so much as a nurse anesthetist, like I can't be off at work, you know I mean? Like I'm on doing anesthesia. And then when I come home to my children, I sometimes take it out on them, you know, and I need to learn to, to take some time to uh, breathe, use breath patterns to just feel what I'm feeling and, and learn to express it in a way. But what was so transformational with breath work was the meditative portion that I did with breath work. And that was to move all these energies, these emotions that have been stored in me for years, like years. And I felt, I felt the lightness. So when women come to me or when I do a meditative breathwork journey, which is what I've been doing on the moon cycles, is that we breathe for over 20, 25 minutes and that becomes meditative. And that becomes a, because five, seven minutes it takes to unlock the mind and hook the mind to then take you into your body. And then I take them on a journey and whatever they experience, they experience whatever emotions come up, whatever services, services, that's their experience. But what I will tell them, don't make a, don't make a story to it. Those emotions are not new. Those emotions have been there and they, they are just a way of your body talking to you. And it's so healing. It's so transformational, uh, but it takes time. It takes time. I wouldn't tell anybody to rush into it because that would be that would traumatize, you know, anything that's too soon too much, too fast. It could, it could be alarming because a lot of us aren't used to being in our bodies. A lot of us aren't used to expressing what we feel. A lot of us shame, we judge, we, we fear. Um, but once we get to that point, when you start to feel the, the unhooking of the mind, the lightness of the body, the, the higher vibrations, you just get it. Like you get it. And then you want more of that. And then you notice, you notice more when you're not. Yeah, I think I love that you said that because I think that like even just from having, you know, one of my daughters to two now, like how I'm laying here with Arlie and nursing on demand and exhausted, like thinking back to being a new mom with Amelia and being very much in my head and very much in my mind. I was so like shaming myself, like, why am I, you know, not getting any work done? I'm not answering any emails. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. This isn't happening. And I was very much in the mind and very much shameful and all the feelings that you were explaining. And with Arlie, like, yeah, of course, the mom guilt still is there and, you know, the things that normally pop up. But I'm able to be way more aware and say, okay, you know what, I've been pretty productive overall, you know, for, for what's going on and how things are happening. And today, Arlie just really needs me and I need to kind of just lean into that and allow my body to have that rest and just you know, do what I need to do to get by for the day. And it's not going to be like this forever and clear my mind and tell myself like, it's okay. And don't, don't get overwhelmed. But I agree with you. Like you have to be able to see that and be aware of that. And I feel like I become more and more aware of that every day of my, you know, my own situations, but I have to really take a step back to be able to, I guess, like you said, step into the body and to realize what's going on versus just being triggered off of my own thoughts. Totally. Yeah. I mean, and again, like that awareness piece is so huge because you want to be able to remember these, these moments, right? Like I have, I, my oldest is now 15 and I was like, like, where did that time go? When I started the podcast, it was, it was this idea of having these, having these conversations, but also truly, truly being aware, being very, very conscious. I don't want to wake up like one day, you know, everybody always says to, it goes by so fast. It goes by so fast. It truly, truly does. You know, and especially when we are the women that we, we are, we are very productive. We are very creative, but from what I can offer for you now and all your listeners and what I've been learning now that I'm feeling in my body and then, and then really just getting tuned with, with women is that women, are so we're so different, especially women of productive um, in, in our product reproductive age, is that we cannot be productive all the time. And to be able to honor our body, honor our emotions, is truly by honoring our body and by knowing like how you cycle. So why I I do it on a on a twenty eight day moon um, cycle is because we do cycle every twenty eight days. Not everybody bleeds, you know. Not everybody is is um 
when they don't bleed because you know we're either on birth control pills or um, like you like you you just had a baby and you're breastfeeding or you you know somebody ablates your uterus somebody somebody has PCOS or somebody you know is postmenopausal perimenopausal you can always use the moon cycle as to know where you are um, and to be able to direct your energies to know when you should be in in creation mode as in in rest mode and just to know science in general. The, the idea of creation is intention and then growth and then manifestation and then rest. And that is how we should cycle. And that, and that is, and, and I, with, with breath work, what I love about breath work is when it always gives you that space of, of being, of the awareness of consciousness, but there's also that connection to intuition of what you want to be able to create. What is it you want to bring into your life? And it, and it's, and it's always, being of intention, true to yourself, which is, I think, a really good combination. Yeah. I, I, can you repeat what you said? Because I think it's just so important of when you were saying the creation to the manifestation. Like, I just feel like that, like, needs to be replayed, like, a hundred times for all of us to hear to, like, realize yeah. the resting piece that, like, it kind of all goes together. So what was it? Yeah. So it, so if you think of like a seed of like a harvest, you know, of, of anything you grow, like why I liked the new moon is that the new moon in the olden days, like before like Edison, right? Like we, we, we are circadian cycle. Like we, we wake up, you know, we follow the light of the sun and the light of the moon. And also, oh, I'm sorry. Oh yeah. No, go ahead. Okay. And then we also follow the moon cycle, which is 28 days. And so when farmers used to use the the moon cycle in the old days is they would follow the new moon when it's dark it's a time to plant the seeds it's a time of intention and then you would nourish nourish until growth until like the full moon time where it becomes like um harvesting it's like it's like manifesting like it's manifested right and then you and then it's waning waning the moon's waning and then and then it's like rest you know and and, and it goes and then it cycles all over again so it's always from intention to to growth like when it's harvesting and then when it's the, the actual manifestation point, when it's actually grown is now is reality. And then, and then it's a time of rest and then to its new creation again. But for a lot of us in this modern day time, we were always in, you know, productive, we're always in production. Like we're always, always in production and we're not really allowing each other, allowing rest or, or we, we don't honor rest as much as, as we should. And I'm a hundred percent like that is always me. Like after my, the second, my second child, I was like, while I was pregnant, I was like already, um, I already had it in my schedule when I was going to run my next marathon. You know, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, that's what I, I was used to. Like I was such an achiever and that's what, that's what my culture, my society, that that's what was always, you know, um, ingrained into me it's what my nervous system it's what my nervous system really uh, what what i knew and now i knew that it could actually it it was counterproductive because then i would it was really taxing and i got really sick i got really sick after my second child i actually had necrotizing fasciitis i'm not blaming it on on anything but it was such a perfect um storm of me like still nursing going back to work, trying to be like the superwoman. And it's like, no, you can't be superwoman, Tanya. Like, but nobody wants to get to that. Nobody wants to get to that. Well, what is that? That Oprah quote, you know, of like, you know, um, life, you know, something that life will keep nudging you on your shoulder until like it knocks you down kind of. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I've heard, yeah, I've heard many of those. I, I, one of the ones, my favorite, someone said to me was, um, you know, first you get a nice little tap on the shoulder you know, then you kind of get like a little swift kick. And then if you're really not listening, you get a medical two by four to the head. Totally. Like, yeah. It's like, hey, are you listening? <laughs> you know, yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like this. Yeah. It's like you, and another, you know, it's like you're bounded by karma. You just keep doing, you're not listening. You're not listening. Yeah. But so, yeah, I mean, there's just so many ways that our body is messaging us. And then when we, so with the, what I want to bring it back to is when we don't listen to what our body is messaging us. Yes, yes, we get tired, but it really just takes us away from our overall, our overall like pur purpose, our, our over our overall like soul's essence in life. 
And that's when I think like later down the road, when we do get tired, we, we get that confusion, we get the hustle, you know, and then we get that sense of unfulfillment. And that's, and that's really like my message here. You know, it's just really like your body knows, your body knows, your body has all the answers and just get into your body to, to start listening. Because yeah. I just, I, instead of planning, it's like you're not always planning. It's like you're just divinely guided. You're just divinely guided because when you're planning, when something goes wrong, that's where the shame and, and, the, and, the, and the anger and the overwhelm and the frustration, it comes from that. And then when you're trying to fight that, that's not, that's not a good place to create from because you you're attracting more of those low density um, frequencies, those vibes. And then you just get more. And then it becomes like the cycle of something that doesn't feel um, really inspiring to you. Yeah, well, and I think I would say to that, like, for those listening, and, you know, even myself, like, what would you say are some kind of, you know, I know, of course, there's so much to it. But what are some few steps, basic steps that we can all take to start to really be, um, you know, more in the body and allow ourselves to experience that to then be able to find those other places of, like you said, the intuition and being, you know, divinely guided and all those things. What would you say to someone who's kind of just starting to want to look into this and no longer just be following only by their mind and their thoughts? Yeah, you know, I, I would say, create self, self-care rituals for you. And and did you listen to the Hey Mama podcast? So Hey Mama, that was the, the tribe that Ali was talking about how we connected with, but it was on the Hey Mama, the Slack that they alerted us to the Goop um, vir- virtual wellness, the talk with Math- Matthew McConaughey. Yes. Lincoln, did you listen to that? I did, yeah. And it's exactly, especially during this time, which I think it's really important because we don't, we are in a time of uncertainty right now and why I think it's so important and why I feel like I, myself and my family are still like vibing high. And it doesn't mean that we're not ignoring, you know, what's going on externally, but it just means that I'm, I'm, I'm taking part in my own self-activism and activism in the planet in a way that I'm going to be able to maintain a sense of optimism, a sense of vibing high is that with a self-care ritual, whatever it looks like for you, whether it's a meditation, whether it's breath work, whether it's journaling, um, start to create rituals, start to create demarcations in your day that feels really good to you and make them non-negotiables. I, right now, and, and it, can, it can change. It doesn't have to be, this is an idea, it's like listening to your body, listening to what feels good good to you. What, what feels like a drag you know, doesn't, doesn't feel good to you. It doesn't mean like it's not going to feel like a drag in the beginning because what ends up happening is when you start something new, there's always going to be like your nervous system. It's going to be some resistance because it's new. Um, but you'll notice when it starts to be like, not like not for you, but I would say start sampling, like what feels good for you? Like, are you a morning person? Are you an evening person? Do you, do you want to stay up um, do you want to get up earlier so you're having some time for yourself? Or do you want to stay up later so you're having some time for yourself and you're figuring this out? Um, I think what it looks like for me, and again, it's just for me because I've sampled a couple things, is that I took an intuitive oracle set uh, training. And uh, one of the things that she recommended to me was to start 30 minutes, 30 minutes minimum, 60 minutes. And it's just it's a, a cleanse in the morning. You're not doing, you're not touching your email. You're not touching your phone for 30 minutes. You're drinking lemon water and I'm doing some type of movement. So I, you know, cause I work in the OR. So it's ungodly early. I have to be there at like 6.30. But so I get up at five. So from five to 5.30, I do a workout. From 5.30 to six, I do an intuitive Oracle set that sets the intention for the day. I, it probably sounds woo woo, but it's so not. There's these powerful mantras because you know we wake up, our minds are like overactive. Like I got this to, I got this to do, or there, or it's like shaming yourself from like something you didn't do from the day before. Totally. I, I always feel like when I pull this oracle card, it's like this mantra of like it's answering a question or it's giving me direction, and I set up 
myself for intention. I I do my so in my membership it has a, a wheel um an emotional wheel. So I track where the moon cycle is that day and I, I know exactly where I'm vibing at. So most of us, which is so good, Allie, as, as a parent, for us to teach our children how they are feeling and teach us because we're not taught this, right? We know like primary emotions of how we feel, you know, frustrated, bad, sad, angry. You can get really granular and and go like you feel you feel bad because you're stressed. You feel bad because you're tired. You can you get really granular and that way you you know like what what that's from. And then so the whole idea of, of coming down from stress is to be able to identify where it's from, right? And so I always figure out emotionally how I feel that morning. And then I know where I'm vibing at because I, in my, I've just learned like how, where emotions vibe and what frequency vibes because there's, there is something very true about law of attraction. And so I just set up my day because sometimes I don't always wake up feeling happy. You know, I mean, totally, we're yeah. humans. We're humans. Like, so sometimes I wake up really pissed, you know? Yeah, totally. And, and I want to know where I'm vibing at because I don't want the rest of the day to like stub my toe and that sets me off, you know? So um, I think, I think creating a self-care ritual is, is so important and that becomes an anchor for your day. Um, and that's what, that's what I would say to start because the, the world is uncertain. And the only thing that we know we have control over is, is our thoughts and our inner world tends to match our external world. So Yes. So true. I, I I do the same. I, you know, I either try to meditate, you know, it's only for a few minutes or I pull cards and kind of read what they say and receive the message or I'll journal. I kind of pick and choose different things. I, you know, I, it kind of just, like you said, depends on obviously the day, depends on how I'm feeling, what I'm maybe needing, but I have done that as well. I've created where I have these different things in my toolbox that I feel like okay, this makes me feel good. This either helps me set my morning or it helps me end my night. And, you know, and I do one or the other and that's how I kind of check into myself and I'm able to express my thoughts or, you know, really just meditate and feel like I'm truly in the body, like you're saying, and find, you know, that real solace in myself. And I think that that is a really good point that you don't have to feel it so structured to, you know, okay, it's going to be five o'clock every day because especially for moms, I think that that can be really daunting um, considering everything else in your life is so scheduled, thinking like I must do this at this time because then it becomes, it to me, in my opinion, more of like a chore or something I'm not maybe not looking really forward to versus self-care. And I think that's what my thing was originally when I first dove into meditation years ago and I really was having trouble meditating and I really couldn't do it. To me, it was like a chore, something I had to like really think about, really schedule time for, and it was annoying. Now it's something like I truly look forward to and it's like a treat for myself. And it, it like you said, it's self-care and it's allowing my mind to just like breathe and really to enter my body. And so I think that's a really good message for those that maybe haven't, you know, tapped into this type of, uh, what would you say? Um, the self-care. Self-care um, practices, self-care rituals. Yeah, right. because self-care is self-love and self-love craves consistency and devotion and it is consistency and devotion doesn't have to be the same especially because you want it to be sustainable that's the that's the takeaway here is you want it to be sustainable and and i think one key thing really ellie is that for for women they they really need to know where they are on their cycle because our hormones change i mean like we we are not a 24 hour circadian rhythm, just like a man. I mean, we have a 24 hour cycle, but we are, we are just as much impacted with the 28 day. So to know when you need to be resting, to know when you need to be creative, to know when you need to be eating. I used to be running every single day. I didn't know that I was really just like self-sabotaging. I had no idea. I just thought that's what you just do. No, our workouts, our workouts need to not have a cardio component at, at certain times of, of our cycle. And we need to know that we need to educate ourselves on that because that way it'll, it'll prevent an energy depletion throughout 28 days. Yeah. Well, and like you said, like we have an actual cycle. So going, you know, to, to the new moon that just kind of just happened and obviously we're in a new cycle. What can you say about that in a, you know, generally speaking um, situation or maybe even for myself to give as an example of, oh, sure. 
sure. yeah, you know, but kind of like to further understand, you know, like what we can pay attention to as women. And obviously if people want to work with you, they can contact you for the services and to be able to actually experience this, but to give people, you know, a little bit of a preview of what this looks like. Yeah, no, see, I love, see, I love, do you know about masculine and feminine energies and understanding like how to harmonize it? Like that, that's like my work of like how to nourish like ourselves is that we have like a lot of us complain of we're, we're so much in our masculine or so much in our masculine. And this is such a beautiful way with harmonizing our masculine and our feminine to be able to what, what I was messaging in the beginning was to always be able to exp um, express what you're feeling and then to connect to your intuition, connect to your core desires. So the new moon is, is a perfect time. It's like a blank slate. It's a time for fresh starts. Moon is is symbolic of feminine, of mother archetype. And new moons are they're dark. And it's a time to go in and just reflect on, on the intention you want to set for the next 28 days. But why I like to do breath work, right, is because a lot of us are so in our head. So breath work takes us into what, what your body wants, not what your mind wants, not what your mom wants, not what your husband wants, not what society wants. It's what Allie wants. What does Allie want this month? And so we do breath work on the new moon and then we nourish through the new moon. So there's eight phases of the moon cycle. Um, I do new moon and full moon breath work cycles. And then I, and then I coach on, on like the, the four, the four, four of the phases of the moon. So as the new moon is gaining light, it's waxing. So I do like tomorrow is going to be the first quarter waxing moon as it's gaining light, it's gaining um, illumination from the sun. I do, it's going to be in Sagittarius. So I just do a coaching call like with my members and I'll be like, you know, are you, did you narrow down your, your intentions from the new moon to one intention? What is your, um, what have you taken action on? And then on first quarter mood, this is going to get really, um, probably geeking out on the moon, but like the, <laughs> as, the aspects of where it is, is it's, it's a square it's a square. So it's like not harmonious. So it's like a time where we see challenges, right? It's like in life, it's like a reflection, like, where are you seeing your challenges on? Are you are you is that is your desire really come from your core? Because you have to have a hunger to make your intention, you know, because any, any, any hiccup in the world is going to, you know, it's going to detract, it's going to just take away, it's going to minimize you even wanting to try, it's going to like give up. So I just do a coaching call like during like the first quarter waxing moon. And then we meet again on the full moon where we do um, another breath work. And then we, we go in. Now the full moon, the idea of a full moon is it's bright, right? And Allie and it shines all this beautiful light on. Who is Allie? What is Allie not seeing? What are those shadows of Allie that Allie keeps, you know, hidden? So like what, like what parts of you don't you like? And so a lot of us, this is the part where we do shadow work. So the idea of shadow work is that we embrace all these parts of ourselves because these parts of ourselves um, that we may have shamed each other on, they're actually our gifts, right? And so we do that on the full moon. And then and then if you've manifested, that's amazing. We celebrate. And then, uh, and then I do another coaching call as the moon starts to lose its light on the last quarter waning moon and just uh we do this is more of a time to go inwards again as it's losing light reflection on um how you have been taking action on your intention where you are and and then we start the cycle over again and it's just a beautiful way of narrowing down you know so my podcast was the dream board social club podcast it was a good vision board for the year five years three years five years and it just breaks it down into these beautiful 28 day steps of an overall big picture bird's eye view of where you want to be it just makes it more concrete and more tangible and it doesn't always have to be anything like so my my new moon in cancer um which we had which was twice was to make a workstation because you know cancer is like very nurturing it's very family i wanted a workstation for the kids you know because they were they were going to be homeschooling and that was my intention for the month and and I got it done, you know, so it's just a way of, of being very intentional of your time. I love that. And I would, I guess well, my question would be like how you were going on about all the different moons. So uh, I guess as they're in different signs, 
like you just said, of cancer and things, is that kind of also reflect on how you choose how you would maybe set that intention? So for all of us right now, we are, we're in a new moon, we're in a new cycle. So you said, of course, it should be about reflection, but what should we maybe potentially be thinking about? Like what, so like, you know, sign wise, and what should we be, um, I guess, considering when we think about our reflection and what we're, you know, our intentions are going to be. Well, yeah, so we, last week was, was the new moon in Leo. So in the Leo sign, which is, are we done with Leo? It, it was like at the tail end. So that was, um, so but new moon in Leo was, uh, I, th- I think we're almost in Virgo now. But anyway, so new moon in Leo is, you know, Leo is like leadership. It, it's like courage. It's like um, uh, very much, um, not like, not like, air, it's like taming arrogance and, uh, so it was, it was, you know, it's, it's ruled by the sun. So it's got a lot of masculine qualities. It's a fire sign. So it was, it was like that, like what, where can you take leadership in? Where do you need to be like more courageous in that, that kind of energy is what I was offering. And so like mine was, my intention was I have a couple t- talks, you know, like all the really good things. And I really wanted to be very dynamic in in uh, my speaking ability and being able to express and articulate what my message was, you know? So it's like, what do I do? So I, I've been working with a voice coach. Um, and, and so it was, you know, again, like how to be able to take my intention to make it real for like that, for the next cycle, for the cycle in, in Leo, you know, so. Yeah, well, and then, so, okay. So now we're in Virgo. So what, so what does that mean now for those so, listening? So Virgo is an earth sign and Virgo, I can't remember. I have to look to see if, if we are in, are we already in the season of Virgo? I think I we, think so. I believe, yeah. I think I saw so, someone post something. Yeah. That we but, would be a Virgo. but I'm not going to be due. So the Virgo new moon isn't, isn't until September 17th. So we won't be wishing on, on that because, because the idea of the new moon is when the sun and the moon are, are like in the same are in the same zodiac sign. They'll okay. they'll be in Virgo together, um, but like so for Virgo, Virgo is like amazing for September, right? Because it's like it's like getting organized. It's like practical. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my daughter has her moon in, in in Virgo. She's got she's very much Aries, which is ruled by Mars. So she's very action oriented. She's 11 years old, but like she's always like, um, at eight o'clock we're gonna do this. At eight thirty we're gonna do this. <laughs> like nine and like she's packed for our trip like from like two weeks ago and I'm like (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah so so Virgo so Virgo is that but what's really amazing though Allie of what's coming up is the full moon in Pisces and the full moon in Pisces is so beautiful so one of my talks and not one of my talks one of my collaborations I just did was with Girl and Her Moon that is such an amazing membership. And I did a breath work for her community under the for, for the full moon in Pisces. And Pisces is, um, it is, it's got like this, you know, we all have intuition, which is like a beautiful segue, I mean, into why, why you had me on here. But with Pisces, it is like this heightened sense of intuition, it's like heightened psychic sense. And so it's, and then again, with full moons, it, it's uncovering, it's illuminating these parts of you. They keep you from like this psychicness, this psychicness, this intuition, but it's also, it's, you know, Pisces is um, very much like imagination and creativity and dreamy and idealism of oneness and of unity. And we're all connected to source and we're all connected to light. And so what is it? in you, what is that shadow aspect of you, Allie, that keeps you separated? That keeps you, well, because when you're separated, you're in competition, either with yourself or from somebody else. So what are those parts of you that you can, you can release? And that's what we do on the full moon, that can, that can get you to the oneness, that can get you to the, um, to connect you to your intuition. And it's just so beautiful to, to be really intentional with what you want to do in, in addition to with the energies that is available for you to co-create with. I love that. I think that that's so amazing. And I, I can't wait to attend hopefully that one uh, to get to uh, experience all of that and, you know, uh, be able to really um, 
like you said, find that, that oneness. And I think that, you know, it's funny because I think a lot of people obviously find a lot of this kind of stuff, like you said, very woo. And I like that you break it down into more of like, if you go past thinking about it being this woo kind of out there thing, and you look at it as something more practical of like the cycles and how we actually operate as human beings and our energy and really as women and think about like, okay, the practicality of at this time, this is the creation and how you set your intent. And then you get to see it manifest. And then you can actually celebrate and see that it manifested and how it became something versus just saying, oh, I want this and I'm going to manifest it. And then it doesn't happen. And then you're down on yourself. And I love that you kind of bring it to a practical place, but still very magical in the sense of your breath work and the moon and everything being attached to it. Oh, totally. Yeah. Cause you don't want, you don't want to be known as COVID, right? Like the, your time of COVID. I want to know like, Oh, during like the new moon and Taurus during COVID, that's when we did our, that's when we did our garden as you know, in our family home, you know, and they cancer. Oh, that's when we did our workstation, you know, or like, there's just so many ways to make those demarcations that Matthew McConaughey was talking about. And also what I've heard is making really novel distinctions in your life that, that really makes you, what we want in this life is, is to have that awareness, to have this consciousness, to be able to experience this joy of like life. And that, that's the message here, right? Allie is to be able, you are here with your two beautiful daughters and your husband living in California and to celebrate, just to celebrate life. And, and yes, I mean, we, we are kind of in sucky situations. I get it, but it doesn't have to be right. Your, your internal does not have to match this external. Yes, I love that. That internal does not have to match the external. So, so, so true. Well, Tanya, thank you so much for sharing all that you've shared and really giving us uh, an insight of really coming into our own bodies and, you know, what we can learn from that and how it can help us. Tell us where, of course, we can find you, follow you, and, of course, um, you know, your podcast again and where they can, you know, sign up for a membership if they're interested in joining a moon circle. Oh, sure. Yeah. So I do, uh, again, my podcast is the Dreamboard Social Club podcast. And if you would want to do breath work, I, I do f- integrative breath work every Sunday. I do two podcasts a week, but on Sunday, what I call Monday, is I do a quick integrative breath pattern. And I've been pairing it up with a mantra from the Moonlight Oracle set from Arona Leah. Um, so that's on Monday. That's on the Dreamboard Social Club podcast. And then on my website, just tanyasaunders.com, it has all the information on the breath work, on new moon, full moon, and also the membership. People have to join the membership. You could just hop in and, and join one of the circles. And then on my Instagram, I think it's Tanya underscore Saunders underscore, but also it's the Moon Cycle Collective is my membership. And then my podcast is on there as well. Oh, thank you so much, Allie. Yes, thank you, Tanya. And I wanted to say before I let you go, do you have a mantra you can leave us all with? Oh, yeah. You know, so our cycles connect us to our truth. Our cycles connect us to our truth. I love that. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for being on. And till next time, guys, cheers. Bye. Bye, Allie. Thank you.